This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. In the first of a series of posts gleaned from the Standing Committee on Fisheries and Oceans, a top UBC geneticist testified on the Department of Fisheries and Oceans' failure to follow up on the findings of its own scientists and those from the international community regarding the threat the Piscine Athorovirus or PRV, poses to the wild salmon population. The following audio is from the testimony that Dr. Gideon Mordecai gave on Thursday, May 5th, 2022. Thank you, Mr. Chair and members of the committee for inviting me to speak today. I'm a viral ecologist and geneticist at the University of British Columbia, and I work alongside a team of scientists from the Pacific Salmon Foundation and DFO. Much of my research is focused on a virus called Piscine Orthorheovirus, abbreviated as PRV. I'd like to talk to you about PRV because I think it highlights some of the issues that have been raised to the committee regarding science advice. On paper, DFO sets a very high standard for scientific integrity. However, I've witnessed striking examples where DFO has failed to meet these standards in regards to the management of PRV. The story begins in Norway in the late 1990s. There were outbreaks of a new heart disease in Atlantic salmon farms. But it wasn't until over 10 years later that the virus, PRV, was discovered and implicated as the possible cause of disease. Thanks to some of the impressive research within DFO, it didn't take long for scientists to realize that this virus was also present in British Columbia. In 2011, PRV was detected by Dr. Christy Miller's lab in farm Chinook salmon that was suffering from disease. Her work was the first sign that PRV might pose a risk to Pacific salmon. As recently reported in the Globe and Mail, the public were kept in the dark about this research for 10 years. Had this work not been held back from the scientific community, perhaps some of the impact on salmon in BC from this virus may have been prevented. Since its discovery, PRV has been linked to diseases in salmon all around the world, including diseases similar to that described in the Block study. Dr. Mordecai, could you lower your mic just a little? Translators are not hearing it. Okay, don't go down too low because it'll give steady. Go up a bit from there. Okay, perfect. Continue. There's now overwhelming evidence that PRV poses a risk to wild Pacific salmon, and salmon farming is amplifying those risks. I'll review this body of work in my written submission for you, but the take-home message is that salmon farms are a source of infection to wild salmon, and infections are linked to disease, poor health, and poor survival. Despite all this evidence, most of which was gathered by DFO scientists themselves, DFO have largely proceeded as if these findings did not exist and conclude that farms pose minimal risk. As a consequence, salmon have not received the protection that they need. While Dr. Miller's study was being hidden, DFO managers actively supported other scientists to work with the salmon farming industry to undermine her findings, making claims that PRV does not cause disease. My scientific evaluation is that none of this work rules out the possibility or negates existing evidence that PRV can and does cause disease in salmon. PRV sent from BC to Norway has been shown to cause the same patterns of disease that occur on farms in BC. But DFO continues to ignore this result since the study was conducted in Norway. For some reason, DFO requires disease relationships to be proven within Canada. Can you imagine if we use similar thresholds in human medicine? The COVID virus would not be classified as a disease agent in Canada since the only human challenge trial was conducted in the UK. DFO's CSAS review found that PRV cannot be the cause of disease because it can be found in healthy fish and without high mortality on farms. This is just like saying that COVID does not cause disease because some infected individuals are asymptomatic. 
Making such fundamental errors in reasoning makes me very concerned that DFO is not providing evidence-based science in line with their scientific integrity principles. DFO science relies on a selection of industry-funded lab studies, which place a high bar in their de definition of what constitutes disease. Meanwhile, research which does find evidence of harm is ignored or suppressed. And this raises questions whether conflict of interest could have influenced how CSAS reviews were designed, interpreted, and reported. One of Canada's top fishery scientists, Jeffrey Hutchings, posed the question, are we interested in preventing disease or the semantics of whether mortality events meet the right definitions? This simple question is a powerful statement on how DFO has mismanaged this issue, using restrictive definitions and cherry-picking data to fit a narrative. DFO has repeatedly lost in court because their management of pathogens on farms is deemed unlawful and their decision-making lacks transparency. The response from DFO officials will be that the CSAS process meets peer review standards. You've heard from previous witnesses some of the problems with the CSAS process. For instance, the panel can be dominated by participants with close ties to the industry. Normally in science, reviewers who have a conflict of interest are often excluded, especially if the conflict is financial. Would you ask a tobacco company to review the science risks concerning lung cancer? The examples this committee have heard illustrate how science advice from DFO is not always accurate, reliable, up-to-date, or free from political and commercial interference. The assessment and summary of scientific information to decision-makers need needs to be free from vested interests. My recommendation is for an independent fishery science body that would be able to review and weigh evidence, especially in light of conflicts of interest. And thank you very much for the opportunity to present today. You've been listening to Dr. Gideon Mordecai's testimony before the Standing Committee on Fisheries and Oceans. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>